Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bright Comedy. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we're calling this episode Rants and Dissertations. How do we live amongst an emotionally over it society? At the end of the day, we all want to be hailed as being tough, to have the inner grit and tenacity to get through. But at the end of the day, I mean... We're all more a little more emotionally fragile and over it than we care to admit. And what does that have cumulatively on ourselves and our own growth and our own success and our success in society? We're going to get a little tiny bit political here and talk a little bit about activism and how we must fight against regressive things. But more so, we're trying to uncover how do we find the emotional grit as regular people working regular jobs so that we continue having enough fuel in the tank to fight, fight, fight for a better job, a better life, a better society. At the end of the day, we don't want to give up on making our culture and society work for regular middle class working people. And then lastly, at the end, we're going to go into the UAP UFO phenomenon and talk a little bit about the paranormal there and why we do it and what our end game is about that. If you like what we're doing, we like what you're doing, come on over and help us out. You can help us in one of three ways. Number one, become a patron on Patreon. That's www.patreon forward slash Chef Comedy. And for as little as $3 per month, you help us so much by growing the channel and brand. We're going to be on YouTube soon at Chef Comedy. Number two, you can share the show and share what we're all about with your friends and family. It costs nothing. And then lastly, yes, come on over to our YouTube and you can help us by subscribing there. We have only eight subscribers, but we're trying to grow that because as soon as we're done helping my mother beat cancer, we're going to be there doing regular videos. Everything can be found on my link tree. That's linktree forward slash Chef Comedy. And let's begin. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bright Comedy, and today I've got my lovely, beautiful wife and co-host with the most. Her name is Rebecca Russell. Please say hello to the folks. Hello, folks. (laughs) So, yes, welcome back, you guys. So we are winding down the last season of Surviving Empathy Podcast. But don't despair, mon frere, because we're going to be back on Chef Bright Comedy YouTube. So, you guys, I need you guys to go on over, hustle your butts on over to the YouTube channel, Chef Bright Comedy, with an exclamation point, because Chef Bright Comedy has an exclamation point on it. But I also want you to do it with a with a hurry and a quickness and a and a loving kindness towards us because we love you guys and we want you guys to pick up the pieces where we left off. When the podcast ends, we're going to YouTube, baby. And so we're we're needing you guys to just kind of, you know, scoot on over to the YouTube channel. Everyone's got the YouTubes, right? So go on over and subscribe. Uh, we were up to eight now with a lot of hard work. I've scrimped and I've worked and i've toiled and uh, the herculean task of of building up a youtube channel i went from seven to eight yep thanks cody Woo! thank you cody (laughs) (laughs) but my point is is you guys we're gonna be um uh, this will be our last season of surviving empathy podcast we love it we love you guys this is all about 
helping people. It's all about <clears throat> tackling regressive and oppressive and tyrannical systems. It's about activism. It's about uh, finding where the line is between forward thinking and being regressive. Sometimes woke can be good. I've talked about this. Woke is a good thing, but when it becomes cancel culture, ridiculous, hypersensitive bullshit, well, we got to call those things out. That's all. At the end of the day, Rebecca and I are all about creating best outcomes in our society, best practices, so that human beings can be happy and well-adjusted and, and just, you know, live their proper life. You get this one life, do you really want to squander it? Do you really want to waste it? I don't. Nope. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so today, uh, this episode is kind of like most podcasts where they just, they, they grab a beer from the fridge and then they pour a pint in a frosty mug and then they just talk about any old thing without much prep at all. We have this tendency on Surviving Empathy Podcast, whether you love us or hate us, we over-prepare. We just, I gotta get articles, I gotta research, I gotta do this, I gotta do that. And I'm like, Why? Why bother? It's a Monday. Fuck it. We got a case of the Mondays. We got a case of the Morbs. And we thought, hey, let's just talk about all of our grievances. Let's talk about what's up up our butts as of late. You know what I mean? <laughs> so this episode is going to be called uh, Rants and Dissertations. You know, because I just want to talk a little bit about politics, a little bit about personal stuff. And then uh, we'll just kind of let this become a free-floating uh, apparition of whatever uh, feels right in the moment, baby. All right. Sound good? You you take the lead. I'll uh, just follow. Well, I don't know about that. I'm in not much of a leader today, but I will certainly <laughs> try. Okay. <laughs> so last night, you know, we have a dear friend named Idris, and she is a supporter of the show. She She's the best of the best. She's a really good person. And I upset her last night, and now I'm upset because she's upset, and you know how that goes. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, girl, really? Like, we we go through a lot of Instagram messaging back and forth, and then I, I told her, hey, you know, you know, my mom's dealing with cancer, I'm stressed out, I've got this shoulder injury, I'm going through depression, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, can you just please limit it to five to ten per day? I can't. You know, because when you love someone, you respect them. You want to be attentive. You want to be there for them. And when they send you stuff, you want to look at it. You don't want to just pretend you looked at it. You want to really look at it. But then, you know, like hour goes by. You're like, fuck, that, there's an hour wasted on the Internet. And I'm I'm really just down on social media right now because it's not fucking real. I go on there to try to make connections. I go on there to try to find like-minded people and i just see a bunch of fucking stupid bullshit you know what i mean it's like oh a lot of it and yeah. don't get me wrong i love funny stuff i love silly stuff i love all that stuff so i'm it's not me this isn't me being overly uptight about the immaturity of social media uh the immature part is the favorite is my best part it's the favorite part but sometimes it just gets too i don't know something what do you think what what is that something that je ne sais quoi that makes me just my butthole pucker when it comes to social media. <laughs> I think when it's just <clears throat> inane stuff that people just doing stuff to do it, mm -hmm. doing it to get views and likes and clicks. And yeah, it's all a bunch of 10-year-olds trying to yeah. pop wheelies for their their best gal. And it's like, hey, I played all that when I was a kid. I get it. We all want to be loved and liked and adored. But yeah, everybody's becoming a fucking glory whore, wouldn't you say? A lot of them, yeah. Yeah. For sure. And so here we are trying to do real work and then 
the people who get all the accolades, all the attention are the fucking uh, slutty chicks in their bikinis. And hey, I like a chick in a bikini as much as the next guy, but good grief. I mean, it's just 8 billion people out there and they're all vying for attention and none of them have anything important to say. Jesus. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Fuckity, fuckity, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> yeah. You know? Anyways, getting back to my story is that Idris, we love her dearly. I would never do anything to intentionally hurt her. Or anyone for that matter. And that's what we're going to talk about a little bit later is about being a kind person and knowing the difference between being kind and being a schmuck. Because at the end of the day, you try too hard to be a nice person, you get screwed anyway. Yeah, a lot of times. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, but anyways, we were having an exchange. I just told her, could you please limit it to just a few so I can't, you know, it's using up a lot of my precious time and I'm anxious right now and I've got a lot going on. And she got all butthurt and gave me this like freezing cold guy emoji and then the angry emoji like she's she's giving me the cold shoulder now because i upset her right and i was like i'm and that's the thing is you're not allowed you know everybody says you know you can constructively criticize me but just make sure it's constructive and then when you go to do that people are like (gasps) and they're clutching their fucking pearls you're like dude i thought you said you were tough you know we're talking about Aegis from Oklahoma. She talks all day, every day about how strong she is, how tough she is. And yet you say one little thing and they they go ballistic on you. It's like, oh, God, here we go. So well, I just mess We all have our moments. Oh, though, I but, know that. Yeah. I, and I'm only using her as an example I is know. that I love Idris. I would never intentionally try to do anything to hurt her. But at the end of the day, it's like, good grief. You know, I've got a ton of shit going on. I've got a cancer scare in the family. I've got depression. I've got a shoulder rotator cuff I'm trying to heal up. I've got a full plate. And so you keep throwing all this stuff at me and you you feel obligated to be like, yeah, I'm going to sift through all of this. But at the end of the day, I just told her I don't have time for it all. Sorry, I'm running a podcast here and I'm getting ready to run a YouTube channel. And there's no sense of importance about that. It's just that, come on, you know, at the end of the day, our lives, our busy lives are being inundated by so much horseshit. Will you speak on that? Well, yeah, <laughs> they are. <laughs> yeah, it's like, who's and got time, it's, Yeah, man? and it's just kind mm. of a, a way to get away from reality, but then you can get lost into it and sucked into it. And it, it becomes a dopamine rush of addiction. Yeah. yeah. Where you're constantly looking for validation. You're constantly looking to, to, to make people laugh. And hey, as a comedian, I get it. I, I'm just... I, there is no such thing as a not insecure comedian. All comedians want to make people laugh and joke and be festive. And I get that. But at the end of the day, we also want to talk about real issues. And so when girls with their camel toes are getting more attention on the YouTubes and on the social media than actual important stuff, you know, it's like it makes you want to throw in the fucking towel, you know? Mm hmm. That's all I got. Have a good day, you guys. Bye-bye. See you next week. No, I'm kidding. So, Idris, if you're listening, which she doesn't anymore, she does uh, help us out through Patreon. So come on over to Patreon, you guys. You know, the point is, is that we've been, we started this two years ago from a place of love, from a place of kindness, from a place of, you know, I can't physically go to your house and make you a sandwich. I can't physically go to your house and mow your lawn. Although, I guess if you live in the, you know, Corvallis, Albany uh, area. If you live in the Willamette Valley of Oregon, hey, maybe I will. I'll come on over. I'll mow your lawn. But I just mean to say that 
the only way we can help one another is through identifying with each other's problems, to identify with each other and to emotionally and energetic give, give, give as much as we can give, to give people as much time as we have. And that's what I was saying is I give, I'll give Idris two, three hours a day, but at the end of the day, I don't need all these anecdotal bullshits from the internet. I want to hear from you. I don't want to hear another witch's perspective on how to drink herbs. Fuck's sake. I, it's just... We're being bombarded in this culture of always people always trying to give us advice, but really they're not doing it to help us. Cause then when we say thanks, but no thanks, they get butt hurt. And my point is, is that they're not doing the giving of all this advice to make you feel better. They're doing it to make themselves feel more valid. And that is what I hate about our culture is that we're just all a bunch of fucking know-it-alls. And so when I try to give people help and advice, I'm doing it from a place of I've been there. I've struggled through this life. I've had suicidal thoughts. I've been depressed and I'm anxious all the time. So I get it. But at the end of the day, I mean, you know, there's only so much you can do for a person if you're not actively in their physical life. You can only try to help by saying, hey, I relate. Hey, I get it. I see you. I see into you. And so that's what we try to do here on the show is try to put on a show where we say, hey, we get it. We're not coming from a place of perfection. We're coming from a place of we're just real people, salt of the earth, trying to get by just like you. And we see the same problems you see. And we want to solve these problems in good stead. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, you know, every time I've moved to a red state, segue here (laughs) every time i've moved to a red state i've noticed something oppressive about it socially regressive they've got a hard-on to rule people's lives and then have the fucking audacity the fucking audacity to claim that the left is trying to run your lives through big government and it's like when i was in oregon i mean the first thing i or excuse me when i was in utah i was a chef out there working um i noticed that they tax uh groceries and i was like yeah any way to nickel and dime regular folks you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and then we we had a cat that came to our doorstep and we ended up keeping him because we took him down to the shelter thinking it was a no kill shelter because in my california liberal naivete i thought that was a no kill shelter and i went down there and first thing you notice is it stinks to high heaven it looks like prison right i'm like ugh. And I said, hey, is this a kill shelter? She goes, well, you know, after 30 days, I was like, not 90, not 45, not 60, but 30 days they kill an animal if they don't get adopted. And I don't even think they go out of their way to promote these critters. Probably not. You know, at Safe Haven, they, you know, they, they go out of their way to make sure people know, hey, hey. And we'll even give you discounts for startups. They yeah. want to. Well, they do little photo shoots and yeah. they put a website out with all the pictures. And right, yeah, right. they're trying. And, you know, I'm not trying to pick on red states. I, I think there's a lot of really good, smart, kind people in these places. But my point is, is that there's a common denominator of every time I've moved to a red state, whether through the army or through career, I realize that they're just trying to punish people for existing. Speak on that. Well, you just did. I mean, that's just, that's what it feels. I've never lived in one, so I can't speak from experience, Mm -hmm. but just from what I've heard and, you know, seen, it does seem that way. It just seems like it's, they're trying to make everything harder for people. Yeah. For some reason. They're angry with 
regular people living their regular yeah. no nonsense lives. And I'm like, yeah. well, you know, and that's what I mean. That's why we became activists. I didn't mean to start this show out the gate being some liberal crusader. But the more ridiculous our politics becomes, the more I'm like, you know, you can criticize the liberals and the Democrats all day, every day, but it just don't add up compared to what the right does. No, not at all. You know? No. And they're so fucking punitive, and they want to get and crawl inside your fucking womb. They want to you know, completely decimate women's rights. They they want to completely ignore brown people and black people. And if you make under a certain amount of money, they see you as a liability. Mm-hmm. And so they get all, they get, oh, they clutch their pearls when we have the audacity to say in public that they want to take away our earned benefits. They want to get rid of Social Security. Yeah. They want to get r- rid of Medicare mm-hmm. and Medicaid. It's like, and then they clutch their pearls like, oh, how? dare you like oh bitch like you think we're living in a fucking vacuum we've been watching you say it for 30 years yeah that's that's the quiet part you're not supposed to say it out loud oh oh, i see or acknowledge that Yeah. yeah and my point is is that here we got trump now now you know everybody's like oh yeah finally trump's gonna get some justice but the Stormy Daniels thing, that was like the least important of all the fucking things. You want to kind of set up what's going on with well, in Trump land right now? He's supposed to be indicted this week and right. arrested and yeah. whatever. But honestly, I don't care what it's for. As long <laughs> as it's something. I just Hold him accountable. Yeah, for something. Anything. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just that. And then he's got, he's like... But he's pulling the same shit he did on the January 6th thing, where he's yeah. like, protest, protest, protest. He, he feigns, oh, we're in deep trouble, you guys. We got to fix this country now. Come on over and help me protest. Like, I mean, do you think Republicans are dumb enough to go fight for him again and risk jail time? Some of them. <laughs> yeah, Good I grief. think there are some still. Yeah, I don't know. But it just, this fucking guy's a menace. I mean, mm-hmm. he's he's going to go down in history as the worst president in modern history that we've ever had. He's yeah. a fucking clown. He's a joke. And, and you know, I don't want to be one of those podcasters that piles on like the political guys. I don't. I, I try very hard to give conservatives and conservatism its light, its day in the sunshine, to give it, to hear them out and to be fair and to be kind. But... At the end of the day, these people are fucking crazy. What is going on? They're not fair and they're not kind. So I don't feel that they deserve that. Yeah. So it's just gone so weird. It's It's gone so extreme and so strange. It's just like watching some dystopian nightmare. Yeah, it's a dystopian nightmare. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And so the people who still, who tune out and they're just like, oh, I think you're being hard on them. It's like, wake the fuck up. Yeah. We're being not hard enough on them. Yeah. We could talk all day, every day about the innumerable things they do to try to roll back progress, to roll back kindness, to roll back functionality for regular working people. You know, it's just, yeah. it's it's ungodly how much they just continue to ignore people's needs. Yeah, it is. At their own desire for power. Yeah, that's all it is. Clutching the the levers of power. They don't care about anything else. Yeah, no, they don't. You would think they would have learned by now. 
I mean, are they tone deaf? Are they stupid? What is well, going on? Well, they're getting the exposure and they're getting the attention they want in their little circles. Yeah. And their little circles are lying to everyone. And that's how and because, they do it because their people just stay in that little bubble. Yeah, they stay in the Fox News ecosystem and they never hear anything else. And so at the end yeah. of the day, you can t- call them out on all their shit. And, you know, maybe un- Uncle Randy goes, ah, that. You know, they just they just did a poll that um, conservatives now that it's been proven that their anchors like Tucker Carlson, Laura Ingraham, not Laura Ingram. That's what she wants you to think, because she doesn't want you to know that she's Jewish. That's what I think. Yeah, <laughs> that's, probably. My, that's my guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but they you know, these people, they text each other all day, every day. Well, Trump is a liability. Trump is a sham. Trump is a joke. Blah, blah, blah. Everybody knows it's horseshit, but then they continue to feed this manure out on the airways and people lap this shit up. And it's like, have we really become this dumb? I mean, I know there's dumb people on the left and the right. And a lot of people are just not engaged in politics because they always use the excuse, well, I'm busy or I'm broken or I'm fragile or I'm healing or I'm self-caring. Yeah, so are we all. But at the end of the day, good grief, wake up. I mean, I think our society would just be in much better uh, repair if we all chipped in. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I've used the metaphor before where it shows a bunch of people kneeled over and there's a game being played on their back. And then there's a bunch of rich people at the table playing the game. And it says, as soon as we stand up, the game is over. And mm-hmm. that thing just, that meme hit home for me so much. Yeah, definitely. And that's why, you know, when I came into this show, I wanted to do it from a place of kindness, a place of goodness, a, a place of uh, uh, of energetic healing, right? But at the end of the day, I'm starting, you know, I mean, look at the torrent of horseshit we've been through. The falling outs, the hateful comments, the people. I mean, we're living in a culture of decline. Speak on that. What is that? Is that lacking of education? Or are people just all so fucking stupid and fragile now? Because, I mean, think about it. They all, Everybody claims to be tough, but as soon as you call them out on, on it, they, they, they buckle. They buckle under pressure. It just feels like we're all just becoming a bunch of, uh, I don't know, uh, people who claim to be so tough and then just buckle under the pressure they they talk a bunch of uh, tough shit but then they don't have the follow-through yeah that, that does happen a lot i mean yeah and you know sometimes people are tough most of the time and then they just have their days when they're not and well of course which is fine that's what we allow is. for that of course and i think our culture makes you feel <laughs> like you have to be tough and say that you're tough and this and that and you have to put on this front and you can't be your true self and let your feelings show. And Yeah. Well, like today, I mean, yesterday, I wasn't trying to hurt Idris or anyone, but I was just like, I'm going through a lot. And I was just, I was jokingly telling her, good grief. I mean, she sends me upwards of 60 things per day, but that's not the subject. The t- I'm not piling on her. I'm just like saying that people claim, well, you know, if you need if you need me for anything or you need to say anything at all, just go out and say it. But then you go and say it and then they get hurt. It's like, well, you told me, you know, that's what I mean is that we can't depend on what people say anymore. And, and so that brings me to another subject, which is we live in a capitalist society with all these institutions all day, every day. I think most of us regular people, we just doom scroll 
looking for opportunities, looking for uh, validation, looking for something to cheer us up. And um, it's gotten to the point where, you know, I was, we did an episode where we were talking about college. And I said, I, I have nothing against college. I have nothing against going to college. Why, why would I? I mean, get, get learned, <laughs> get yeah. schooled. You know, why would I have anything against that? Of course not. But I was like wondering how, how controversial is it to say that college isn't helping as much anymore? And then I watched one of these comedians, Scott Sice. Uh, he's the one that talks about the workforce a lot, yeah. mm-hmm. does those little things on Instagram. Yeah. And he was talking about, well, here, I'll just find it. Hold on. Okay, so it's going to play here in a second. You know how Instagram doesn't have stop and play buttons? Yeah. All right, here we go. Here we go. Uh, so how you doing, babe? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, good. Hold on. Here we go. Uh, here it goes. I already owned a house. Yeah, because oh. when I was your... When I was your age, I already owned a house. Yeah, because it cost $6. Your down payment couldn't buy a Frosty at an airport Wendy's today. The last time houses were actually affordable was when college degrees were actually useful. Have you doom-scrolled Zillow lately? I don't know if that's the price of a house or if the realtor's cat walked across the computer and sat on the zero key. The only way to own a house now is to patiently wait for Mr. Beast to give you one. By the time I was your age, by the time I'm your age, the sun will have exploded. So who needs it? Anyways, I don't know if I'm going to get a copyright for that. Um, probably not. Probably not. Because he's, he's a personal private citizen, and yeah. I'm a private citizen. Yeah. But he is on YouTube, and mm-hmm. uh, I doubt he's uh, sophisticated enough to want to sue a fellow comedian. Who but, is in agreement with him. Who, and- yeah, right, right. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. I love this guy because... and. His name is Scott Sice, but he's a comedian, and he you know he does a lot of these things just like that, where he talks about landlords, he talks about rent, he talks about work, the workplace, working in retail, working in retail, right? It's, and I love it because it just speaks to my heart. Because yes, at the end of the day, it doesn't feel like anyone wants to address the fucking elephant in the room, which is this: the world is getting harder and harder and harder more and more expensive, and nobody's doing anything about it. And we spend all of our lives just fighting between liberals and conservatives. And at the end of the day, none of this shit is getting us anywhere, you know? Yeah. And we're just kind of all falling into the trap that they are setting for us. We're so busy working and trying to pay rent and trying to buy groceries and childcare and just get by that we don't have the time or the mental capacity to To deal with that stuff anymore. That's how they want it to be. That's exactly it. They they make it so time-consuming or so difficult for us to fight for our rights and fight for better pay and fight for better housing and fight for cheaper college and fight for you know, just more affordable health care and better outcomes in our society that, yeah, at the end of the day, we're all just done. We're over it. And so at the end of the day, it's like we do the best we can. And I get it. You know, we have to find that balance between self-care and caring about society. But uh, it's just it feels like we're just doing a whole bunch of play acting and none of it's getting anywhere. There's no, And then yeah. that just makes people give up all the more. So what yeah. the fuck do we do? I don't know, because... I I don't even know how to go about changing things or and I'm not the type of person that will take charge and organize people and right such I would, I'm like and yeah. that's kind of what this is but mm-hmm. nobody heeds the call yeah you well, know and they just want to be entertained and I get that we all want to be entertained we all want to have fun I get that but uh, when you're trying to be serious as a comedian people think you're joking like no I want you guys to yeah. understand that. 
we started this podcast from a place of wanting to create better mental health outcomes, to create uh, more robust living for average working people, and to create uh, more uh, just open conversation about real shit in our society. And and so people just think they're just waiting for the funny. They just want to wait for the punchline, but they don't see the more serious message, that which is, is that we all got to start standing up or else it's just going to get worse. Yeah. And yeah, I was just talking to one of my coworkers the other day. She's part of the committee that's going because our contract apparently is up for our store. Oh, so wow. I'm working under no contract right now, apparently. What does that mean? I don't know exactly. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I, she said, I guess they're. There is going to be some type of meeting with the big wigs with a couple different stores. And yeah. they've basically been told going into it that not much is going to change. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like... That's a good thing, right? No, it's not. The company has basically said, we're not going to listen to anything you're asking of us. Yeah. Well, you know why that is? You know, it was the same thing at Lowe's. Mm-hmm. These fucking corporatists come in, these fancy pants that come in from the corporate office... And you know they're all a bunch of Trump supporters. They're a bunch of fucking rich scallywags. You know this. They come in and they pretend like they're busy. But really, they're just using that as an excuse to go on a vacation, to go fly out somewhere and hang out in a store for a few days and get paid $80,000, plus dollars per year, uh, yelling and screaming at the $12 an hour wage earners as if we give a shit about yeah. your fucking success. Yeah, and one thing I found out recently, because everybody that's been with the company for a long time just said once the original CEO went away, it's just gone downhill. Yeah. And I've heard people mm-hmm. talk that they, instead of hiring people that have been with the company in these higher level um, positions, they're they're hiring outside of the company. So they're hiring people from like the Walmarts and the the companies that are shitty and treat their workers shittily and right. do things they're just trying just to, for profit. They're trying to roll back all kindness, all yeah. sensibility mm-hmm. uh, for the corporate profiteering. Yeah. yeah, and it's just it's it's getting unnerving. And you go to Glassdoor, and you would think people were seriously mentally ill. But what it boils down to is is encourage those people. Don't discourage them from telling the truth about these yeah. companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, that gives you a bird's eye view into just how bad it is. And that's yeah. why I tell you guys, if you have any other option, don't fall for their tricks. Don't fall for their games. And that's what I mean. I've been, I've, I've moved to a couple of red states and I've realized something is that they only care about wealth. They only care about profits and they do not have emotional intelligence. They, they care about you shutting the fuck up and working your little job without ever having any complaints or any like, dude, Mm -hmm. when you come to them and you say, Hey, I would like to solve this problem or this problem or this problem. It's so that things run smoother. Do they care? No, they don't. And that's what I mean is corporatism is at all all time high and people's um, morale is at an all time low. And so I wanted to, talk about activism in a way that was fun and funny and light and encouraging. But at the end of the day, even I, you know, uh, get discouraged from it all. It's like, fuck, oh my God, mm-hmm. you know, and get me I, out of here. Like, where do you even start? That's the thing. Right. And I have, I don't know. Well, <laughs> activism is all about voting correctly for well, one. That, yeah, we need definitely. To, we need to take the Republican Party and bend them over our knee and swat them in the ass until they learn their fucking lesson. 
How do we do that? We have to keep making them lose election after election after election after election until they become more progressive. Now, are they going to become progressives? Fuck no. no. But they have to get with the times. Go that way a little bit. They're going to yeah. have to at least get with the times to be progressive enough to be socially liberal. Mm-hmm. Even conservatives are socially liberal and they don't even know it. Why is that? Yeah. Because they have a modern American sensibilities. They are, they're, they're programmed to be socially conscious. To be socially relevant and to understand that we're not a totalitarianistic regime. We are a free country. And yet they have all their little ways of making cajoling us all into their subserviency. And I'm just Mm -hmm. like, God. And so, yeah, I started this podcast from a place of I want to help. But at the end of the day, if all people want is to be entertained and they don't want to step up, they don't want to donate, they don't want to share the show, they don't want to do the things that help empower us so that we can tackle these big problems... I'm not saying that it's directly their fault. I'm just saying we haven't, we are no longer society of lovers, carers, healers. Where is charity and compassion gone? I just don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Honestly. For the, but for in the big picture. I mean, it's in little pockets. Right. But right. big picture wise, it is. Well, yeah. And I'm not talking about just us. I'm talking about yeah, no, across the board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 wo- it's woeful. Yeah. It is. Frankly. Yeah. Well, I don't want to get too much on politics, but I do want to finish up real quick about Donald Trump. This motherfucker has the audacity to claim, woe is me. He's lived a comfort, comforted, pampered, privileged life his whole life, and he spent his entire life not working hard, but suing, 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 mm-hmm. getting sued, getting sued, getting sued, and he's become a professional litigator. He's become a professional narcissistic sociopath. And people fall for this shit. They think that's tough. Uh, What am I missing here? I can tell he's a fucking (laughs) moron. What's going on? I do not know. I do not understand how people fell for it. Yeah. And fall for it. I don't get it either. I don't understand it But do you think he's going to have people show up to New York and and rally for his ass this time? There will be some. Yeah, five or six. Yeah, Five or six assholes are going to be out. Well, and that's just it. I mean, they're beefing up security. They've got security cameras coming in. You know they're going to beef up their police presence there. Yeah. What is this guy doing? He he thinks he's going to go and do it again? Because he's been untouchable his whole life. He has not had any consequences Mm -hmm. for anything. So he just feels like he can just keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's why even if this is for the smallest thing... It's some type of consequence, and he hasn't had to do that before. Yeah. Well, you know, it just, I can't believe it. It's like, uh, like, I've never claimed to be the smartest person in the world, but I'm starting to feel like I'm taking crazy pills here. Mm-hmm. Because not yeah. only is the conversation hijacked by the dumbest part of all the stories, but we're not able to commiserate and, and, and unite and organize in such a way where we can put these dust, these, these, fires out for good i mean these are little pockets of fascism and it goes on in russia with putin it goes on in america in a lot of the red states it goes on in certain police forces these trump supporting anti-black lives matter racist fucking motherfuckers and we think you know everything's back to normal now that you know the the Biden is president, but it's far from normal no, because these pockets are going to rise again. What do we do yeah. to protect ourselves against totalitarianistic, hedonistic fascism? 
you just have to do it in your daily life and just speak out against it and try to make these people feel like idiots for supporting this stuff. I mean, like I told you the other day, there was a guy in the grocery store wearing a Proud Boy sweatshirt. Like, uh, open racism. Be like, you're, you're, you're wearing that in public, huh? Yeah. I just, I... You must, uh, your mother must be very proud. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he had a wife and a kid and just... And I feel sorry for them. Uh, yeah. Because you know it's going to go down not good. Mm-hmm. Because, and I'm not saying that just because they're conservative. I'm saying it because... He's going to raise his kid to be a racist. He's mm-hmm. going to raise his kid to, to be a rowdy. He's yeah. going to raise his kid to be uh, just a gun nut. And I just think we've got enough totalitarianists and fascists and uh, angry dissidents and militia members that all think they're badass motherfuckers. And I'm a real veteran. You know, I speak out for veterans and veterans, um, you know, quality of life. And so, you know, when I see a, a Marine go into, step in and, and start tearing down shit in our capital with violence and, and upheaval, and, and then he cries like a little bitch because he got five years. Well, you should have thought of that, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that they think they're on the righteous good side, that is a, the part that gets me, is that you take the margarine soylent greens, <laughs> right, you take the Lauren Boberts, you take all these radicals, right, in that party, the ultra magas, as they prefer to be called. Yeah, yeah right. Um, mm-hmm. um, I call them maggots. That That's more fitting. Even I don't a lot, but I do. Yeah. Um, in my mind, I do. <laughs> <laughs> but I just mean to say these people, uh, it's almost like they want the world to become like, I get it. The art of protest is is strong in Americanism. We all want to be fight for what's right, but how do they get so wayward where up is down and right is wrong? I don't I think because at this point the the fascism is in their favor and it's going against the people that they don't like or that it's they owning disagree and hurting with. the libs. Yeah. And but they, they don't realize yeah. that it's gonna turn against them at some point. Right. And then they're going to be crying like little babies because well, yeah. they don't like it anymore. We have all these rights and these constitutional rights, and they pretend to be constitutionalists, and yet yeah. they go against the Constitution all the time, trying to take away women's health care, trying to take away, you know, like, the only thing we want with guns is for the crazies to stop shooting up schools and to stop shooting up churches and all these things. We just want common sense solutions. And you would think, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, they yeah. want to take away your guns. No, we no. want the guns to be owned by reasonable, rational people. You know, at the, you know, yeah. I was taught through the NRA when I was a child. I was a junior NRA member with my grandfather. And that was the days before Wayne LaPierre and his horse shit over there at the NRA where they wanted to just teach common sense practices to not be a gun fetishist, but to be a mild-mannered, card-carrying gun-owning American. I am all for that. But now we've radicalized them, and the Dale Gribbles are taking over while the Hank Hills are just going, I tell you what, that boy ain't right. (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I didn't want to talk about politics all day. I just, you know, we are not a news show. We are not a political show, really. But but we do have to talk, tackle the emotional and... uh, you know, intellectual, um, 
you know, topics of society today so that we can get down to the nitty gritty of how do we create better outcomes in our society. And so at the end of the day, I don't talk about all this to bum people out. I no. talk about it so we can just be friends and commiserate together, mm-hmm. you know, and just keep awareness going. Right, right. Well, you know, and so at the end of the day, you know, like I said, we we all claim to be these rugged individualists. And yet everybody on the right and the left, they cry their little eyes out when they don't get their way. They cry their eyes out when somebody just, you know, mildly asks them, you know, has mild criticism of them. In other words, it's just people nowadays, they claim to be so tough and they're not. They're fragile people who pretend to be tough. And that isn't tough. No, but we're all fragile these days, I think. Sure, sure. (laughs) I get that. Yeah, Yeah. no, I know. But I just feel like if you're going to walk the walk, you better... Yeah. If you're going to talk the talk, you better walk the walk, isn't it? Yeah. All these people talking about how they're old school, talking about how they're, you know, I grew up in hell, homeboy, and then they just cry over the drop of a hat. It's like, either be for real or don't. I don't know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Well, let's just move on. But final thoughts on that. Uh, how do we turn? How do we recognize uh, punitive, obnoxious totalitarianism and fascism in our culture? And how do we snuff it out, or at least how do we stay aware of it? Well, I think it's pretty easy to see if you just open your eyes, for one. Yeah. And I don't know how to stamp it out. Just be aware of it, and yeah. if there's little things that you can do. Teach your friends. Yeah, just tell your little steps, little little baby steps. Well, I I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong, but either we're headed towards a country that's going to lose all its rights when the right takes over because we're too stupid to fight it, or we're going to keep making uh, Republicans lose, lose, lose elections until they finally get the gist that Trumpism and ultra conservatism is not where it's at. We have to move the country into kinder more gentle, more sustainable outcomes for our society. But they just keep double, tripling down on this autocratic horseshit. Yeah, I think it's changing little by little. And like I told you that there's a house that I pass every day on my way to work, and they've had a Trump 2024 sign in their yard for the last two years. Mm -hmm. I noticed in the last couple weeks, it's not there anymore. (laughs) Either somebody stole it. Or they're they're finally feeling the shame and the guilt of... (laughs) Putting this country through right. a bunch of yeah. <laughs> nonsense, yeah. I'm just, I'm hoping it's the latter. Yeah. Well, I, uh, you got anything more to say on that? Because I'm no. going to pivot here. No. All right. Okay. So I want to read this. It's something I wrote and I put on Facebook the other day, and it just kind of illustrates what I'm going through right now. <clears throat> so I tore my rotator cuff. It's healing, uh, and I wrote this. Shoulder is doing surprisingly well, and I may be able to get back to fitness this week if I'm mindful. Uh, But to quote Tool, I'm bored again. Uh, Bored with the mediocrity and mundanity of regular life as they define it. Work your little jobby job, pay your rent, know your little place, and if you're poor, uh, by all means, spend all your money on just scraping by and never, ever have fun or do anything special or for yourself. I'm sorry, but no. I'm tired of the truck not starting. I'm tired of living in the thin-walled mobile home in the cold north. I'm tired of shucking and jiving in perpetual capitalistic nothingness. But this isn't depression, my friends. Oh, no, far from it. I'm ready to train my body and mind for 
promotion, to be a vector, not a victim. I learned that from Joel Osteen when I was still a good little Christian. But I have learned that God's not going to help here. Hence why I came to the conclusion that God perhaps helps with feelings of positivity, hope, and grace, but doesn't do jack shit for finances. If it works for some, hey, have at it by all means. It also doesn't require sentimentality, but resigning those feelings long enough to prioritize action over emotion. Then finding sentimentality after your physical life needs are met. Humanity is acknowledging that you are not special, but that we are all uniquely special. And yet, we're all pretty much the same. Humans are not special. They're a dime a dozen, but we fill our thoughts with this notion that we're special little unique snowflakes. Notice how those who get ahead are sometimes the dirtbags and the creeps. That's because action over sentimentality is uniquely aligned with the sociopathic drive and tendencies that warrant success, drive, and determination. But for us lovers, healers, and carers, we don't want to be that way, but define ourselves by our emotional connections and kind sentiments towards each other and our rich internal lives. So the trick, I think, is to be kind, but prioritize your own fortunes first. I'm tired of this world and its nonsense. But you must come to the stark conclusion that if you can't beat them, join them. Or at least, be a business-minded person as much as be a humanitarian. But you can't help others when you're barely hanging on yourself. I'm thinking very deeply about how I must brand, change, and grow in order to arrive where I need to arrive. It's not about being cold or callous, but rather it's about finding a business model that helps yourself as much as it helps others. All I know is fortune favors the bold and the brave. The meek shall inherit the earth? Really? When? I'm ready in whatever shape it takes to get there, so long as I sleep well at night. What incarnation it comes in is yet to be determined, but I do think I can slowly get back into my fitness this week and start guiding my life into an attitude of abundance while not having to be a dick about it. All I know is that we fill our lives with sentimentality to fill those emotional voids. But maybe it takes our inner kick-ass MF to get there before it's too late. And then rest on our laurels of goodness and kindness once it's done. I don't know. I'm ready for something. I just don't know what. The hardest lesson in life I learned is that life is not going to be fair. But in knowing that, how does one react to that and find the grit and determination to get there anyway? So that's what I wrote. And it's just, you know, it's like my little diary, just Mm -hmm. speaking out loud, talking about it, you know, because, you know, I'm tired of regular people holding their breath, waiting for a day to come that never fucking comes. Speak on that. Well, yeah, you just you get busy in your day to day stuff and you just kind of forget about it, forget about taking care of yourself and working towards things. And you just get in the mindset of just going with the flow. And yeah, it's easy to forget and not take charge of things. Well, how do we let how do we um, <clears throat> succeed business wise when we're all dealing with such overbearing mental health woes? What do we do? How do we? stuff that aside long enough to have some kind of 
business bearing to fucking get there. Some inner tenacity mm-hmm. when we're fucking fighting off grueling, depressive uh, thoughts, you know? Yeah, it's really hard, and I haven't quite figured it out yet. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'm asking the wrong right? person. <laughs> no, but I just think, you know, I think it's about catharsis. I think it's about writing down your feelings and telling people what you feel and not feeling ashamed to do that. I think it's about calling out what's right about capitalism, but also what's wrong. It's about fighting against regressive and tyrannical systems by, you know, just knowing where the line of decency should be. Fuck. These companies are wealthy and they do everything within their power to make sure that we have no oxygen to breathe, to thrive, to grow. Yeah, they do. You know? But I'm not saying all this to depress anyone. Far from it. Like I said, this is not my depression talking. I just, I got tired of being a good Christian, being perfect, and getting fucking nowhere for it. And that reminds me of something else that I want to read here to you. So there's this meme with John Luke Picard on it. <laughs> of course, it grabbed my attention on social media, so I had to take it. But, but I love what this says. It says, it. It is possible to commit no mistakes and still lose. That is not a weakness. That is life. What do you think about that? Yeah. Most of us didn't fuck up. Right. Most of us did go to college and did try hard. And yet here we are living in this perpetual hot trash fire that is capitalism. Speak on that. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like their way of keeping us in line. Like, oh, you have to do this. Oh, you have to do this. And if you didn't, then it's your fault that nothing worked out. Yeah. When no. When I did everything right. I went to a dozen schools and got A's and B's in every single course. Every time they had uh, on-the-job training or uh, what, what is it called when you graduate and they place you, job placement, mm-hmm. anytime mm-hmm. they offered it, which is hardly ever, but when they did, I always went for it. And yet it never worked out. In other words, we've got this whole co- institution called American exceptionalism that we keep using all this flowery language to talk about our rights and talk about freedom and talk about patriotism and talk about how smart we have all become, how advanced we all are. And yet, at the end of the day, I don't think anyone really trusts any of our institutions anymore because at the end of the day, how many people have gone to college and it didn't go any fucking where? That's what I mean is that colleges can't be depended on to get a better job. I mean, it helps, of course. I mean, you know, it, you know, it's just like going to a job interview. It probably helps to get out of your pajamas and wear a suit. But, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, um, if they're not in a position to want to give people good, high-paying jobs, then they're not going to. And so what happens is that the American dream is over because, um, frankly, all the corporatists in this world, all they want are low-wage servants. Speak on that. Yeah. Well, they do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they just, they want to make as much money as possible for themselves. So they want to pay people as little as possible. And then they keep holding the carrot on a stick. Well, if you do this, well, if you do this, then it'll be better when it's really not. And and Fox News loves pretending that we don't have the money for anything. We don't have the money to help people. We don't have the money to lower the cost of drugs. We don't have the money to lower the cost of education. We don't have the money to create better institutions. Just suck it up, poor people. Jeez. Fucking gosh. 
Yeah, and what they mean is we don't have the money to make sure you have a comfortable living because that would mean we can't be multi-billionaires. Well, yeah. I mean, when you think about the billions of dollars that goes into pharmaceutical ads and commercials, um, this is a highly personal situation. If you have some medical problem, I don't think we need hypochondriacs going, hey, I want this drug. It's like, well, right. you don't need that yeah. drug. <laughs> mm-hmm. Doctors should be making these choices, not the American people who yeah. are bent on, you know, their high-strung mental health woes. They're all freaking out, thinking they've got something wrong with them. And then they advertise all these drugs. And we're all just like, yeah, 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 we need that. No, we don't need that. And we certainly don't need them spending billions of dollars on McDonald's commercials and Burger King and uh, pharmaceuticals when all these corporations make billions of dollars anyways. It's like, I think we all know now that Taco Bell exists, don't we? (laughs) (laughs) Pretty sure. And it's the same shit as last year. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, um, but my greater point is, is not, I don't want to just be negative and bitch about it. I want to understand it. That's why we talk about it. We want to understand these problems so that we can find solutions. And that's why I tell my audience, if you can do something to help yourself and get out of the corporate type job to create better outcomes for you, I don't, you know, I watched my mom work for 40 years for a corporate bank and, you know, they got sick of her shit because they got, they got tired of having to pay the the elders 19, 20, 21, 22, $23 an hour. So they just fired them all so they could pay a bunch of college kids half that. And that's what they're all doing. And then they all claim that, oh, we can't afford all this stuff. And Fox News is trying to turn their base into a bunch of economic morons. And at the end of the day, if you think that these companies don't have the money to help out, you are fucking fooling yourself. And so what do we want? We just want to tax corporations their fair share. They're getting away with murder. They get away with everything. They get away with polluting our skies and our rivers and streams. And we just sit back and clap and go, good job, corporation. Thank you for building these institutions for us. Please, can I have another? It's like, are we all that fucking stupid? I mean, come on. Yeah, some people are. Yeah. I think most people aren't, but well, that's what I mean is that I wake up sometimes and I look at social media and I think of all the, you know, it's it's fine. People want, you know, a little distraction. They want a dopamine rush. They want to have a little validity. But I think the greater problem is that everybody's so busy trying to be loved and adored and, and, and uh, you know, they all want to be famous and that they don't want to put in on this earth at all. They don't want to do anything. And so when the older elders like myself say, hey, I'm going to try to fix the problem through, you know, straight talk only. But at the end of the day, people don't want that. People don't think you're helping. People don't think you care. It's like, well, what am I supposed to do? Get a job for you? What am I going to What am I gonna start sending you alimony? What can I do to help you? At the end of the day, we're trying to create out better outcomes in our society by what? By shifting thought. Shifting thought to better best practices. Yeah. If we could convince half the conservatives that they're wayward, if we can convince these people working these jobs to, hey, look, watch out for these agendas, if we could school people on what it means to know their rights, at the end of the day, I don't think we would be such fragile little dummies. People yeah. talk all day about how tough they are. I don't see it. I don't see it. No. And yet I get it when they're upset. I get it when they're fragile and broken. So 
<laughs> I don't want to punish those who are already being neglected. We live in a society of people being neglected. And so, of course, I want to be a part of the solutions, not the problem, but good grief. I mean, if people, all they want to do is, you know, jerk off and play video games and TikTok, well, I can't help you, sir. Well, and it is my absolute pleasure to put on a show that is entertaining and thoughtful, and hopefully somebody's gotten something from this to realize, hey, oh my God, I have rights. Oh my God. And it's not, it's not negative to be a little bit rebe rebellious, to be a little bit, you know, woke, I guess. I don't, it's just realistic, realistic, know your rights, know what world you're living in and quit you know, sacrificing uh, the long-term gains for the short-term dopamine rushes. If we all just had a little more discipline and ability to work together, I think there's nothing we couldn't do together as a culture, as a society. I, I just, you know, that's what I'm trying to do here with the Empath Tribe is I want people to understand that when we have the numbers and when we have the focus on the things that matter, uh, there's nothing that could ever stop us, especially when you have freedom of speech, especially when you have rights. At the end of the day, I do feel very optimistic about the American experiment. But at the end of the day, I mean, you got to fucking deserve it first, <laughs> if you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. I hate to say that, but mm -hmm. you know what I mean. Yeah, I do. Okay, so we're going to end the show today. Uh, just I've got a bunch of stuff here on my list that aren't going to make full episodes. So I just thought we would just address these little things little by little. Okay. So I'll read these. Um, the first thing I have is you're tiptoeing big man. You need to strut. That is a thing that I say a lot when I say that people nowadays don't know their power. They don't know their worth. And so they don't yeah. speak their mind and, and, and create better outcomes. Everybody's afraid of getting fired. Everybody's afraid of the, of the consequences. Everybody's living like, like in a Judeo-Christian society of guilt rather than understanding that they're the ones that ought to be guilty. You, sh you need to be strutting, big man, not tippy-toeing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's one yeah, thing. I, I got nothing else on yeah, that, but I no. just <laughs> thought it was something that had been hitting my mind a lot. Mm -hmm. and that's from the Avengers movie. He's saying that to uh, Banner. He's all, uh, 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 Tony Stark says to Banner, you're tiptoeing, big man. You need to strut. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I got one here. This was an old saying from the army. Uh, we used to say this all the time. Confidence comes from knowing. Hey, listen. It's a cat. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, Gouda? Nothing? Oh, she's she's on the spot now. She's yeah, like, <gasps> right. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, you guys. Okay, she's out. Crisis averted. You know, wouldn't be a show without Gouda. Um, but uh, confidence comes from knowing. You know, that was the thing I learned in the Army, is that when you know stuff, you're prepared. There's another saying called, if if you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail. What does that elicit to you? Well, it just means be ready for what you're going to be doing. Educate yourself about what you're going to be doing. Yeah. Otherwise, you are just setting yourself up to fail. Right, exactly. It's just knowing your stuff. If you're an mm -hmm. actor and you have certain lines, if you know your lines, you're, you're ready to roll, boy. If you don't know your lines, well, then you've come prepared to fail yeah you know so at the end like of the day dancing you do rehearsals right right and i just feel like a lot of people lack discipline nowadays and i'm not trying to get on everybody i'm not trying to generalize because i know a lot of people are working hard 
and they are squared away. But I, I'm just saying that a lot of people use the excuse of, well, life's too hard and too unfair, so I'm just not going to try anymore. What can we do to tell those folks that there's hope, even though it doesn't always feel like it? I feel that way a lot. Yeah, so do I. So I'm yeah, scared shitless I'm sure. to start Chef Bright Comedy <laughs> YouTube channel because I'm afraid all this hard work I put into this show may or may not even translate to the new stuff. And this will be archived, and it, I, I'm very proud that I can put that into my archive, and it's a part of my repertoire, it's a part of my history, it's a part of my resume. Um, but starting on YouTube channel with a million YouTubers that are all doing just fine, talking about dumb shit, yeah. not all of them, of course, but mm-hmm. some are just, you know. And I, I, I want to talk about dumb shit, too, sometimes, but... But I also want to tackle subjects as well and what's going on. I feel like we just avoid the elephant in the room at all costs nowadays because we can't be dealing with that. It's like people's feelings get so angry and confused and I don't know what to blame. I don't know who to blame. I don't know what to do that they just short out. (laughs) It's like it Mm -hmm. short circuits their brain and they no longer want to deal with it. All I'm saying is, is in the military, they taught us to confront our fears they ta- taught us to uh, immersion therapy, to, to 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 face that which scares you so that it doesn't scare you as much anymore. And I think yeah. if we all just stood up together uh, to fight the, the corporate Trojan horse that is leading us into ruin, into capitalism instead of capitalism, we can have compassionate capitalism. We just, we, we have to start fighting for our rights. And the only way you do that is through activism and politics. Sorry, guys. doesn't mean you have to follow politics every day, but it does mean you better know the, the issues, the policies, and what policies help create a better world where we're protecting our rivers and streams. We're protecting uh, the working class. And we're protecting, frankly, uh, the laws in such a way where they work better for people than for corporations. Mm-hmm. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, for sure. So I have here, and we kind of did this episode, but I called it Crapitalism, Ceaseless Materialism, Why I Resent the Go-Nowhere Economy. Now, I know that sounds negative inherently, but it's true. I mean, how many of you guys have worked 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 jobs? Did any of them get anywhere? (laughs) Where did they go and where (laughs) did they not go? I mean... And it's not about being cynical and it's not about being negative. It's about uh, when does this start adding up to something? So how do we create a life where it starts adding up to something? That's a good question. (laughs) Well, and this is probably a really good time to talk. You know, the other day I was telling you, babe, that when we start the new YouTube channel, that I want to rebrand in such a way where we're helping ourselves as much as we're helping our audience. And all I mean by that is is that, you, you know, you can't put on the other person's oxygen mask until you have your own oxygen mask on. At the end of the day, we've got to survive too. And we're just not, we're just not. I mean, we get tips and stuff and it's, I'm very grateful for you guys out there that help us out a little bit. But um, frankly, let's just say it like it is. I didn't even make enough money last year to file for taxes. So, you, you know, it's, it's just that we have to take care of ourselves before we can take care of others. And there's so many people once they learn to achieve wealth, they've learned to hoard wealth. They don't want to help anymore. And we've got millions of millionaires that don't want to do anything. Maybe they pay a little bit here and there to ease their conscience. But at the end of the day, I don't think it's, I don't think it's the great big um, save that we were all hoping for. No, definitely not. Well, that's why it's hard. Like 
we're basically depending on people that are like us. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean... People with money wouldn't want to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a little offended about some things that we talk about, but yeah, yeah so <clears throat> that's what makes it hard. And that's the thing, like, you know, every little bit helps. If yeah. every person just donated a dollar a month, I mean, right. it would add up quickly. Well, and yeah, and when I have little, a little, little more, more money, I can, I can really start turning this into something fantastic. And that's yeah. why... I want to go to YouTube because if people aren't in a position to help us, then I want to get monetized. And if I can get monetized, then at least somebody's paying something into this. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then we can really start growing in such a way where we're literally the the lovers, the teachers, the healers, and the carers in our culture and society. And that's just it, you guys. We should all aspire for that. We should all aspire to want to be the lovers, carers, teachers, and healers in this world. You know, and, and at yeah. the end of the day, I think a lot of people are just afraid. They're afraid. They get, I don't know, they get camera shy. They get, they get shy to stick up for their rights. Speak on that. Well, yeah, it's easy to do because it's like, I know I always talk about things being engineered certain ways, but that's how it is. You're not encouraged yeah. to speak up. You're not encouraged to speak for yourself. Right. And you're made mm. to feel weird and awkward and done yeah. when you do so it's it it takes courage well yeah because i'm not just some hopeless socialist i just want capitalism to work from the middle out not from the top down mm-hmm. and when we yeah. work together we get shit done but it's just everybody's just so they lack attention span they lack courage they lack discipline and they lack frankly um uh, somebody to rally around. And I was hoping that I could be that person. I could be just a regular average Joe, not Superman, nobody fancy, just a regular average Joe, you know, your bearded warrior, your bearding Viking that was just stick up for all the regular folks. And I still feel like I can do that. I still feel like we can do that. So, you know, you guys, um, if you can come on over to Patreon or go to over to my link tree, yeah, we're here to help and we're not going anywhere. We're simply going over to YouTube. But um, I just, yeah, we got to fight for what's right in this world before it's too late. And I don't always know in what our incarnation I should do that. It almost feels like you have to be funny and silly and then sprinkle in a little bit of seriousness. Because if you get too serious, people are like, oh, you're being heavy handed. It's like, well, yeah. we don't have time to be delicate anymore. We need to get this shit going. And I don't mean us. I mean this country. Mm-hmm. We got to get um, best practices going now. And I just wish we could educate people faster, you know? Yeah. But I call this the go nowhere economy. I mean, is it a go nowhere economy? Where, when is it not a go nowhere economy? Can we depend on it? No. <laughs> it kind of is. Mean, it feels you know, I'm like not, it is. I'm not trying to rile everybody up into a bunch of angry, you know, leftist radicals. I'm simply trying to illustrate that. Uh, our world is not nearly as copacetic as we pretend it to be. And so when we're spending all of our time self-caring and laughing at jokes, yes, we should all be doing that. But at the end of the day, if we're doing it at the behest of the world going to shit, I think we're avoiding the bigger problem. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I've got some topics here about the paranormal that I want to do at the end here. We'll we'll save that. But uh, next up here, I have serenity now, balancing life, health, and mental contentment in a sea of too much information. We've done that show, but mm-hmm. this one's more about uh, favorite people from the past, 
desensitization and normalization in our culture, uh, talking about ad culture, talking about influencers, talking about the 24-hour news cycle and the toxicness of all of it. Um, it you know, you, you get all these hippie liberal types that are like, oh, I just, I only eat, you know, whole plant foods and I only eat all this. And yet they will fill their lives to the brim with energetic and social toxicity while claiming to be a purist when it comes to being holistic. Speak yeah. on that. Well, yeah, there is a lot of junk out there. So it's just, it's intellectual junk. Yeah. And people can't distinguish that sometimes. So, you know, their body is healthy, but their <laughs> mind is not so much because well, yeah. you just fill it up with the stuff that's fill it just, up with fills, dog shit. It's just all around us all the time. Yeah, and that's what I mean is that we have to be discerning. Um, we have to be discerning enough to know what is relevant. Mm-hmm. Like when I scan for articles for this show, for example, I'm scanning for the relevant pieces yeah, or the fun pieces or the pieces that makes hopefully would give people the best advice. But at the end of the day, you have to every day filter because you can't bring all this stuff into your life. You just can't. There's too much of it. Too much. And it's just easy yeah. to fall down a rabbit hole. And sometimes, you know, you can have you can spend a day falling down the YouTube rabbit hole, sure. going from video to video to topic to topic, and yeah. you just don't do it all the time. Well, unless you're doing it to learn. I mean, yeah. that's fine. But mm-hmm. yeah, when you're doing it to just feel like you have to absorb everything out there every day, I think yeah. a lot of people feel like this necessity to keep up. To know everything. To know everything. On. And yeah. I just think, you know, if it's relevant and important, yes, but... At the end of the day, I just think trying to keep up nowadays with too many people, too many things is a fool's errand. It's, yeah. There's too much out there. Oh, absolutely. And too much of it is just plain toxic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think enough of it is good for the soul. Uh, yeah. You Most know what I mean? It's not. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, let's see. Uh, and this all kind of relates. That's why I'm saying it. A strong sense of rebellion, justice. And catharsis in the fight for humanity and freedom going forward. Um, all I'm trying to do is create a well-educated audience of people who know what's going on, know their rights, and can decipher horseshit when they see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And I, I'm not, you know, when I get kind of on my high horse about how undisciplined our society is getting, I'm not talking about our audience. I'm talking pop culture. I'm talking general yeah. audiences out there. I'm talking about the big scheme of things. That if we got more people involved in knowing what's going on and having the priorities to act, I think we would be over these problems by now. But since everybody's so tuned out, all they do, they sure, they vote every four years, but are they educated? I just don't know. Yeah, a lot are not. Yeah. Uh, Tribalism, we've talked about that. Uh, Different Mm -hmm. camps. And the problem with generalizing about people based on identifiers. Now, you know, I identify as a progressive. But I also don't identify as a liberal because it's lost its luster over the years. You know, it's kind of like people nowadays, you know, the right is trying to call everything woke. And even I've explained to you that woke has got some negative connotations to it. It's lost its luster. It's lost its real true meaning. At the end of the day, it's just become a placeholder for anything that people want to be judged negatively. It's just a stupid buzzword for the right. Yeah. That just makes their their base just perk up. You're right. And hate something instantaneously it's just, because it's just they attach that word to, to throw it. The lines. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm saying is is that the tribalism, 
DC versus MCU, left versus right, American yeah. versus non-American. I mean, Jesus Christ, what does it matter? I mean, mm -hmm. we paid so much time and precious energy on things that don't matter and too little on what? On love, on caring, on yeah. kindness, on courtesy. Well, yeah, labels are just a way to pit people against each other a lot of times. Exactly. Exactly. And then I got here, when to be tough, when to be sensitive. These are all topics that we've gone over, but I wanted to consolidate it. Like I said, it's it's time to be sensitive when you need nurturement, when you need to heal, when you need your soul to get right. You go into self-care mode, and yeah. that's perfectly natural. Um, but But then people get better, and I think you can start making changes. You self-care and you went... Wow, I do a lot better when I don't listen to toxic nonsense all the time. Wow, I do better when I don't watch politics as much. Yeah. I, I tend to feel better when I'm not being led by certain types of attitudes and mentalities. And that's what I mean. All the influencers and the people out there all trying to give advice, not for you, but for their own validation and superiority. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. I think when people unplug, yeah, that's a healthy thing. How can people stay unplugged? Um, and still hopefully gain insight into how to be a mindful activist. It's just, yeah, you just have to maintain that balance because you have to stay aware of what's going on, but you don't have to immerse yourself in it. And it's not healthy too most of the time, I don't think. Right, right. How about this? How we perceive reality. Let's go back on that. <laughs> That's deep. I don't even know what I was thinking <laughs> right. there. Um, alternative Alternate reality, alternative reality, counterculture and grievance culture, the right, uh, not to pick on Republicans, but they have gotten to, to such a perfect, hermetically sealed Fox News echo chamber that they can lie, they can yeah. uh, exaggerate, they can say a bunch of nasty stuff, and then they always seem to have an alternative to reality. You know, they tend to say that liberalism ha or reality has a liberal bias. Well, that's because it's science-based. It's fact-based. At the end of the day, what is this grievance culture shit on the right? Just a way to keep people fired up. And yeah. just, you mentioned alternative reality. Wasn't it Kellyanne Conway a couple of years ago that said, oh, well, there's alternative facts. Right. That's exactly what like, I mean. Yeah. yeah. No, facts are facts. And then but they specialize in alternative facts. Right. They're creating as if there's an like you only have one way of two ways to go, but they create a third option. Mm -hmm. And that option is, well, you can just think like this. It's like yeah. George Santos. George Santos thinks that there's just no shame, no decency. Just do whatever you want because I'm a good person. If if I'm doing it, then it's right. No. And he got rewarded for it. He got elected. <laughs> yeah. So where's the lesson in that? The lesson <laughs> is, is that we're actually, yeah, we're we're... We're teaching people that it's okay to mm -hmm. cut corners and do shit wrong. Yeah, yeah that's that's unfortunate. Um, but yeah, a grievance culture, babe. I mean, we all have grievances. Lefties mm -hmm. have grievances. Righties have legit grievances. But then they yeah. get caught up on the bullshit grievances. Yeah. Talk about grievance culture. Well, it's just a way to keep people <clears throat> angry at the other side. Yeah. So they'll just drum up any anything as a grievance. Yeah, we call well, this that person's taking your job. The culture this war person's bullshit. teaching your children this, 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 mm -hmm. this, and they just keep it going to keep their base like rabid against the rabid other side, and not up, paying attention right. to actually well, what's going on. And I just think that if Fox News didn't have such a stranglehold on the right, 
that you wouldn't have to go into work every day dealing with these fucking knuckle-dragging mouth breathers. I mean, Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. we're not talking about, you know, being mean to right-wingers because they're right-wingers, but but we're getting sick of and tired of feeling like any day now there's going to be some crazy person that's going to either shoot up the store or 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 simply something much more common, which is just yelling at people for no good fucking reason. Yeah, we had a lady the other day that had to be, we had to have somebody escort her out to her car because there was a guy in the store, and I think he had left by the time she told us about him, but he was following her around and yelling at her because she was wearing a mask. Yeah. And <laughs> terrorizing her. I mean, she's trying yeah. to grocery shop, and he's following her aisle to aisle, yelling at her. About how she's stupid and she's this and that. It's like and mind your fucking who business. Gives a shit? She yeah. has a piece of cloth on her face. Oh well. Well, and I mean, maybe I'm she... gonna start wearing a mask when your mom starts chemo, and right. I'm just waiting for the comments. That's because... what I mean. Is you don't know other people's circumstances. Exactly. If they have an autoimmune deficiency right? and they want to protect themselves, who in the fuck yeah. are you to be yelling and, and screaming at people? Second of all, it's none of your business because right, I'm right. I'm actually preparing mm -hmm. myself if, for comments. Yeah. And f my first instinct is to explain to people why. Sure. But it's none of their business. Taking the high road. Yeah, but that's not their business. It's not so their business. So I'm not going to go into anything, and I'm just going to turn it on them if I get any comments and just say, why do you care? I would just say, you know, because I have a cancer patient at home. Thank you. But they don't even deserve that. That's the thing. <laughs> I know, but it might shut them up. It, yeah. They might go, oh. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. You know, when they start being faced yeah. with scientific realities. But it's realities. just the fact that you even have to think about coming up with a how you're going to respond to that. Because yeah. people can't mind their own business. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I agree. Um, well, you know, and that's the thing is that I, I this is we are not an anti-conservative group. We are not anti. We're anti-hate. We're anti-craziness. We're anti-misinformation. Uh, and if that applies to you, well, then uh, tough luck, brother. You know, I mean, my point is, is that they claim to be so strong, so tough, and yet they cry over the drop of a hat, just yeah. all the while making fun of liberal. Mm -hmm. Tears. Yeah. It's like, good grief! They, yeah. We've all become too sensitive, and we've all not, we, we're not allowing allowing each other um, uh, to be different. And so this tribalism right. has got to stop. I mean, it just seems like everybody now is just looking to own each other online. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why I don't go on public forums. The last time I went on a public forum on Facebook, some dude decided it was going to be a lot of fun to fuck with me, and I said, "Dude, go away." Like, you don't even know what you're talking about. You right. know, yeah. at the end of the day, it's like, it's there's people's life, their biggest ambition in life is to upset each other. Mm -hmm. And Absolutely. I find that just so disturbing and so pathetic and so petty. It's kind of like Thor. It's, you, you humans are so petty and small. Exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's so petty. And, and that's the problem I see with right is that I'm not saying leftists are always right. In fact, they can be quite ridiculous, too, sometimes. But at the end of the day, it boils down to, you know, you're no better than us when it comes to crybaby bullshit. So maybe get off your high horse, mm -hmm. start teaching these people their rights. Because I think that's just it. They We keep each other so rabid and upset um, uh, that it that they're keeping them riled up so that they'll vote R, vote R, yeah. vote R. But little do they understand, every time we get a Republican in office... They fuck shit up for average working people. Mm -hmm. You got these people now. Like, remember during the minimum wage stuff where we wanted to raise minimum wage? And then people were like, well, 
I'm a welder and I make $25 an hour. What is that going to do for me? Well, it's probably going to raise your wages right. in a year That's, or two, dummy. Yeah, I know. Good grief. Or How the, is it hurting you to make other people's lives easier? Yeah. Or the I remember seeing a couple times the argument, well, paramedics only make $15 an hour, so why should somebody working at Burger King? Well, how about paramedics actually make what they're worth? Right. Make everything go up. It, like, and it, it would just, drive it the, up over time right. if they would just stop listening to the. It's like yeah. that whole, uh, when, that, when Obamacare went through, they said it was going to drive up private insurance well yeah because they artificially drove it up to scare people but that wasn't real that was artificial and so you can't claim artificial uh you know artificially scaring people as a legitimate argument it's done by these corporations to scare people just like when they raised the price of gas when when biden was president they were trying to scare people from voting for Biden. I swear to you, I can't prove it, oh, but yeah. I know it to be true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's weaponizing our economy to get what they want, which is what? They want the Republican Party to be the corporatist party, to be the wealthy party, all the while claiming to be the beer and blue jean party. Give me a break. And how do these people buy into this horseshit? How do they see not see it? Well, it's like we always say. It's them just taking their words at face value and not actually paying attention mm. to what they actually do. Yeah. So, it's it's unnerving, it is. to say the least. Um, hmm. Well, explain to people who don't know. I mean, what is the point of activism? People think, God, shut up. You're always chiming in about social issues well we're chiming in about social justice there's a difference Mm -hmm. speak on what activism does over time well it eventually helps everyone so if everybody bands together to help people that are being marginalized the most at a time then they lift them up and then the next group and the next group and eventually well everyone's gonna be taken care of i think there's a lot of conservatives who are starting to understand the lack of utility of extremism, of MAGA. And I think a lot of them are actually seeing that the economy is better under a Democrat. You know, you can hate Biden all day long if you want to, but how can you sit there and claim that he's a worse president than Trump? Trump got nothing done for us. He doesn't even want anything done for us. He doesn't Mm. want to make things better. He just wants the limelight. Why can't they see this? Because they're being told otherwise. I know. And they're not actually watching. But now we got all this evidence of of even Tucker Carlson and all these Fox News people admitting that Trump is a drag on their life. They're not seeing that because all all they're watching is the actual Fox News programs. Right. They're not watching the news that's telling them what those people are saying behind the doors. How do they not see the wink and the nod of horse shittery? I just, ah, it's like, Uh, as an empath, I just don't understand how people can't see through stuff. Me neither. I don't (laughs) get it. (laughs) I don't get it. Okay, well, I think we've talked about all that enough. I wanted to end the show today on the paranormal because we are a paranormal podcast. We do talk about mental health and all this stuff. But at the end of the day, I mean, we've been ignoring the mental, uh, the paranormal a little bit, but we've gotten back into it a little bit and uh, I'd like to speak on it. <laughs> okay. We've been going down, not just the paranormal rabbit hole, but the alien UFO UAP rabbit hole And uh, we've been watching this show on the History Channel called Unidentified. And that's the one with Lou Elizondo. 
Isn't that his yeah. name? Mm -hmm. He's the uh, former military guy. Yeah, he spent a lifetime in the military as a military intelligence type of guy. And now he that he's a civilian, he's trying to meet up with important people like uh christopher uh mellon mellon yeah who is, used to work for the dod department of uh defense or department of justice one of those two do you remember where i he can't was? remember which anyways but he's, he's getting all these big people involved to finally talk about what's going on with all these uaps in the sky because they're worried about not only national security when it comes to possibly uh foreign uh technologies that might be outshining our own, um, which I don't think it necessarily is, but could be. But they're yeah. also scared about, you know, uh, these things in the sky possibly interrupting now uh, regular commercial travel. Yeah. They're just helping making it more acceptable for people to come forward because for yeah. so many years it's been if people came forward with any stories, they're ridiculed or fired or made fun of so people are actually more pilots are coming forward more military people well, are coming forward with stories of things that they've seen well just like the last topic we were talking about normalization see yeah. normalization when it comes to negative things creates a problem in our culture when you normalize extremism or you normalize fascism or you normalize corruption that uh, over time we become accustomed to it and that's not good but when it comes to normalizing things that are good, for example, allowing pilots, allowing naval personnel to come forward uh, without repercussions of their career yeah. or ostracization, I mean, yeah, only good things can come of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which will make it, probably make it so more people are actually putting money into looking into things. Well, and you know one thing that I noticed just now is that leftists and right-wingers all love the paranormal and aliens <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> and cryptids and all that because yeah i mean it's fascinating how can you not be fascinated by all this stuff i mean at mm -hmm. the end of the day i mean what we here try to do is uh, try to distill it in such a way where we kind of come out with what do we think where are we today where are we with all this so in your words babe where are we today when it comes to UAP UFO phenomena. We're at a point where it's becoming more acceptable to talk about. Yeah. More people are starting to pay attention. Absolutely. As far as even like looking up and seeing things, more people have phones in their pockets, like cameras. I mean, everybody's yeah. got a camera in their pocket now. So things are being filmed more than they used to be. Which yeah. just puts more stuff on YouTube, which means more people are talking about it. And maybe it. less TikToker dances and more paranormal evidence yeah. would be yeah. beneficial. Be for me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Although sometimes TikTokers do catch well, paranormal yeah. evidence. So well, I got to give them they that. They do sometimes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I'm not trying to be harsh on our society. I, I just, gosh, I just know as a soldier, as a veteran, the power of unity, of teamwork. And we've all grown detached from one from one another and all have grown woefully, woefully hateful toward each other for being different. And, mm -hmm. you know, in the military, they taught us there is no such color in the army. You are not black. You are not white. You are green. Enjoy yeah. that, mm -hmm. you know. And um, I think the Martians would agree with that, too. Yeah, we are all green, aren't You're we? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I just mean to say that there are bigger fish to fry in this world. And we got to get 
past our differences when it comes to things. And that's the problem with right now is the Republican ecosphere is trying to double, triple down on wealthy oligarchy. And, and, and they, they claim to be for regular people, and it's, they just aren't. They're yeah. lying to people. And I just get tired of people fighting for a cause um, to, to own each other rather than for the greater good. If, if liberals mm-hmm. really were ruining the country, I would say, good on you. But they're not. Yeah. We all get tired of wokeism. We all get tired of extremism. We all get tired of the people that... You know, you say, I like oranges, and they say, oh, that means you don't like mangoes? Oh, what's wrong with bananas? In other words, we're just, we're all getting tired of those silly fucking ditzy motherfucking people. But at the end of the day, I mean, you know, that comes in liberal and conservative form. So this notion that liberals are so crazy and right-wingers are so stable, it's just not happening these days. I can, I see no evidence that Republicans aren't every bit as crazy as extremist leftists. Yeah. You know, and so if we could just get beyond our petty problems and all decide, hey, today, that we, you know, let's fairly tax corporations so that we can put that money into our treasury and that treasury will go to programs and services that benefit the country. And all decide equally that, yes, some programs are valid while some aren't. I I got no problem with this idea that we can't we can comb over failed institutions and make them better. But this idea of trying to tell people that Social Security is a failed institution. No, you're just now lying to people. Yeah, yes, they are. (laughs) You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, if we got over our differences, we might actually become a society worthy of growth of technological and social advancement. And that's what I mean is that we're probably never going to get to Star Trek, but we could certainly come close. We could become futurists. And and when you snuff out hate and when you snuff out low wages and poverty and diseases and, and, and all the things that come along with ignorance, we can all come together and appreciate each other on a brand new level. And that's what I want. I want leftists and righties to get along. I want us all to agree on what is left, what is right, what is up, what is down, what is black, what is white. At the end of the day, it's like we're now arguing over up is down, down is up, alternative facts, alternative reality. It's like, no, you're just creating morons. You're creating morons. And yet we all kind of like the same things. We all want to know what ghosts are. We all want to know what cryptids truly exists you know i yeah. i do believe that there's a bigfoot roaming around out there yeah. now dog man and wolf werewolves and all that eh, it's probably a bridge too far but at the end of the day it's fascinating to contemplate that it is. i really really was believing in the rake there until i realized it was invented yeah. on 4chan i was like ah <laughs> <laughs> well what are your thoughts about um what do you think about you know because i think a lot of things now um, these new phenomena are cropping up where we're seeing a lot of physical phenomena like, um, you know, wisps, willow in the wisp and all these orbs and lights. Mm-hmm. Do you think these are uh, craft or scouts or, or do you think these could be celestial beings? What do you, what's your take on some of these orbs and light phenomena that keep, keep yeah, happening? I, it could be anything. It could be natural phenomena. It could be celestial creatures it could be craft it could be drones it could be yeah maybe it's any number lightning. of things and <clears throat> and sometimes i'm sure it is well some of them behave 
unnaturally, which tells you yeah, that there's, there's some type of there's something, something sentient it. there. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. When it's just floating along and then it disappears, maybe it is ball lightning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All I know, babe, is at the end of the day, I woke up feeling just exhausted uh, living on this planet. Dealing, like, you can't even trust your friends sometimes. Everybody's so fragile. Everybody's so angry. Everybody's so hostile and upset. And the tribalism and the all of our differences in opinions, we just learned to not get along with one another. How can we solve the greater architect of, you know, Living in a society where we can appreciate each other's differences rather than hate each other for it. Yeah, it just has to start with individuals in their lives and just with people that are in their lives day to day and trying to make little Mm. connections. And then I think we'll eventually kind of spread out into society. Just start small. Well, that's what I always say is that if you love long enough and you love strong enough, uh, it becomes infectious. And I know that's corny. I know that's super cheesy, but... I believe it. Mm -hmm. I believe it to be true that when you're kind, people will get infected by your kindness. When you turn into an asshole, people will become infected by assholery. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anything else, babe, that we can talk about about today? I mean, this episode was all over the place, I know. But it was really just about, you know, trying to wake up feeling like, oh, my God, we're, we're all dealing with insurmountable problems and and we're not allowed to talk about them. And I just think that's wrong. We just, yeah. we should all appreciate, you know, people being able to talk and get through it and commiserate and talk about things and, and arrive at a place, hopefully, of better mental health and better activism, better everything. We just, best practices occur when we all work together. Yeah. And I think things that can apply mm-hmm. to the paranormal, politics, real life, just pay attention. Yeah. Be aware of what's going on around you and just be kind to people and treat people with kindness. 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 Oh, (laughs) kindness. Wow. That's not very nice at all. (laughs) (laughs) With kindness and be kind to yourself and just. Well, and less judgmental. Yeah. Less, you know, I know we're all frustrated and it gets exceedingly easy. And that was like the thing with my dear, dear friend Idris is that. I was just, I was trying to be as genteel about it as possible. She claims to be this kick-ass motherfucker from Oklahoma, and she got her feelings sort of over what I think was nothing at all. But I don't know. Maybe she's going through something. I don't know. I thought she was. Mm-hmm. We were vibing at the same frequencies. So I just told her, "Can we just get to the part where we're friends again?" Because I, I got a lot on my plate right now, and I just I can't deal with this right now. You yeah. know? Yeah. I think that's the way we're all becoming, in essence. Yeah. Where we're just too forlorn to do anything and too upset to make any real progress. <laughs> Definitely. You know? I, yeah, I do. Yeah. Any final thoughts, babe? I mean, how can we regular working Joes, you know, like, I don't mean to, you know, spill the beans on our personal life, but the other day I got frustrated with you over something stupid, right? You You bought cat food. You bought the wrong one. I got upset and you're like, what the fuck is up his ass? And I know, I'm sorry. And I and it, and then I realized that I wasn't upset at you. I was upset at life. It just came out yeah. at the wrong time. I was I was upset with being broke. I was upset with being a good person and getting nowhere. And so I guess I'm just, you know, I'm feeling a sense of 
of of just I don't think um, our society is growing and and we're all looking for answers we're all looking for validation we're all looking for new opportunities but they're not there they're not presenting themselves so you know I told you that I was like I'm not I'm not upset with you I'm just upset with the circumstances and I guess what I want is I want you to start thinking more mindfully about what you want so we can work and communicate together in creating better outcomes in our household, you know? Yeah. That's all. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know what I mean? I think we just, we've, we've got to reserve uh, some kindness for, because I think we're just, we're becoming too hateful. And it would just, I think it would behoove us all to just start getting into that, the healing mode rather than that destructive mode because destruction mm-hmm. feels nice in the moment, but then it tears down walls. It tears t- down relationships. It tears down self-esteem and it, we got to start building each other back up, not continually destroying one another. Even if we're frustrated, we can, we can talk about things like to our friends. Oh, Hey, when you do this, this makes me feel like this fine. But, and that's what I was saying about Idris is like, I'm not mad at Idris. I just, Please, you know I've got all this stuff on my plate. I can't address everything you send my way. It's just too time-consuming. It's nothing personal. I love you. We love you. So <laughs> knock it off. Quit being fragile. Quit being sensitive. You know. I think at the end of the day, we're all feeling that way. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> we are. Anyways, that's what we got. Thank you guys so very much for uh, joining us on another, ep- another episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. We are going to take a small hiatus and then go back to YouTube at Chef Bright Comedy. So come on over and subscribe, you guys. It ain't going to hurt nothing. It ain't going to hurt you. It doesn't cost a dime. Please, 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 if you want to be a good person and do the right thing, all you got to do is subscribe. And then once we start putting out videos there... Uh, just get involved, you know, get involved in trying to help us build the institutions to help one another, build the kindness, build up uh, the, the, the good hope, good fortunes and good cheer so that we get into a mindset of create building bridges and creating better outcomes for people. That's really what it boils down to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, come on over to my link tree. That's link tree forward slash chef bride comedy. Patreon is Patreon forward slash Chef Bright Comedy. And yes, YouTube is YouTube forward slash, you guessed it, Chef Bright Comedy. <laughs> so thank you guys so very much. We love you guys. We wish you all a beautiful, wonderful day. Um, just hang in there, you guys. Success comes to those willing to be bold, to be brave, to be daring, to challenge our systems and fight, fight, fight for best practices in our society. That's what it's all about. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Have a good one, you guys. We love you. See you next week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.